0: Hello and welcome to the Spiraling Higher podcast hosted by me, Sam, Mindset and Manifestation Coach. And me, Gina, your Biz and Mindset Coach. We're here to
1: support you on your spiritual journey by bringing you intimate and raw conversations about healing, manifestation, consciousness, and spirituality.
0: We hope this podcast makes you feel less alone as you become aware of your patterns and limiting beliefs to uplevel your life, manifest like a boss, and together, spiral higher. Holy crap, you guys, today is honestly a manifestation come true. We're so freaking excited to talk to this girl because last year I had actually pegged this person as my favorite musical artist of 2021. I was listening to, she has only like, I think maybe four to six songs out right now. And she's probably working on something. But she had three to four songs last year that were just on repeat on my phone. They're so high vibe. The music is talking about her energy flowing and her skin glowing. And I was just (laughs) getting into the highest version of myself every time I heard this song. And so I followed her on Instagram. I I searched her on Spotify. I searched her on iTunes, trying to find more of her music. But she's actually just sort of like up and coming, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she just started her career. I think you were telling me that she's 22 years old. Yeah, that's what I saw. Yeah, and her music is clearly so informed by her spiritual beliefs. And I just just love it so much. And so if you haven't already guessed who I'm talking about, the artist's stage name is Moonlight Scorpio. And she Mm -hmm. is most famous for her song called Pretty Girl Magic. If you don't know how it goes, I'm just going to (laughs) quickly... Actually, Gina, you should sing for us because you're actually the good singer. (laughs) You do it. You're the performer. (laughs) Okay, if you haven't heard the song yet, the song kind of goes like this: I got that pretty girl magic. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. My skin is glowing. My energy energy is is glowing. Confidence it's growing. growing. Oh, it's so. so good. It's so good. <laughs> so it's, it's, good. Like, it's like a mixture of a little bit of rap, a little bit of law of attraction. It's really affirmations to music. It's affirmations and affirmations to music sink into the subconscious. And yes. so when I listen to her music, like my vibe is instantly elevated. And so even if I'm not feeling that pretty girl magic, I'll just throw it on and just wait mm-hmm. until it kind of seeps in. You were saying that you like the money mantra song? Yeah. I
1: love that song. Yeah. It's crazy
0: because, you know, think about it when, when we're listening to music in the car or at home and we're cleaning
1: and we're singing along to these lyrics. I just love that these lyrics are also helping me to manifest,
0: Literally. And,
1: you know, cause it is in your subconscious, especially cause it's just in the background. So I, I love the concept of her music. I love that she has clearly pursued really something from her heart. So I cannot wait to hear more about yeah, her whole journey.
0: Yeah, I'm so excited. I just honestly, I just can't wait to manifest more of her music. Like I'm I'm manifesting totally. that. I'm like, can we yes. get an album? Can can yes. we get 16 tracks, please? Like, I just, I need more of that high vibe. And it's so true. You know, anything that shifts your energy is helping you manifest, right? And so just by putting on a song that feels really high vibrational, that is shifting your energy to match the energy of your desire. And so music is a very powerful way to shift your energy. And it's sad that a lot of us are actually listening to low vibrational music. Yep right? Sometimes like the music that is hitting the masses is very low vibe. You know, sometimes I like, you know, rock or like hip hop and, you know, R&B or whatever and rap, but some of that music can be really low vibrational. And I think actually there's been scales that show what kind of music is the highest vibration like obviously classical is one of those but this music feels like it raises my vibe to like the classical music level vibe but I don't have to be listening to classical music (laughs) like I can be I can be saying these affirmations
1: but I love it because it's kind of hitting all the angles right because it's giving you the feeling from the actual music itself because it is actually like even if there were no lyrics it would already get me high vibe, you know, even without lyrics. But then you add in the lyrics and supplement that with the music. And yeah, it's an instant vibration increaser.
0: (laughs) Literally, it's a vibe raiser. So we're just so excited to bring on, her real name is Hannah, by the way, and talk to her a little bit about her spiritual journey. And so we are so excited for you to hear this conversation. If you listened to episode 16 of this podcast, you would have gotten to know Miss Olenike, who is the CEO of Goddess Detox, which is today's sponsor. Goddess Detox is a spiritual women's wellness company providing spiritual and self-love inspired products to help women globally reconnect spiritually, emotionally, and physically. And I have personally had the pleasure of trying the crystal infused Yoni Wash. And I've got to say, there's just something about taking care of my feminine parts that makes me feel like such a goddess if you will I feel like I'm just activating the divine feminine with any of their products and I think that was truly the intention behind goddess detox was to help women feel more connected to themselves and to whisper these powerful affirmations as they're using them and so I had tried the one that's called wealthy woman and they have these affirmations on the bottle so as I was using it I was just saying these wealthy woman affirmations and it just felt like a really Intentional moment. And so you can try any of the Goddess Detox products by going to goddessdetox.org. That's G O D D E S S D E T O X dot O R G. And you can use the code spiraling pod to get $10 off your entire order. The code is again spiraling pod, S P I R A L I N G P O D. If you try them, let me know how they work for you. And we can't wait for you to listen to the rest of this episode. Today, we have a super special guest. I discovered her last year, and she was my top artist of 2021. She released a couple songs that just were on repeat for hours, days. My husband literally was like, when are you going to turn that song off? And I said, never, <laughs> because I'm obsessed with her music. And I was I just couldn't wait to get her on the podcast to talk about her musical journey and her spiritual inspiration. And so, Moonlight, welcome to the show. Thank you guys so much for
2: having me. I'm super
0: excited. Moonlight. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We're so excited to talk a little bit about your journey. And like I said, your songs just, oh my gosh, they put me into the highest vibration. Specifically, I'm thinking of Pretty Girl Magic. And I'm just curious to know what inspired you to start writing music like this that was filled with affirmations and high vibes? Have you been recording music your whole life? You know, what kind of put you on this musical artist journey?
2: Pretty Girl Magic. I literally just was like writing affirmations. And like, I just thought they were just like regular affirmations for the day to make myself feel more confident. But I realized like I was writing them to rhyme. And I was like, let me find like a beat and try Mm. to put this and make it into a song. Because I had, I had been thinking about like, what if there was like witchy music, I would listen to like these witchy like playlists. Yes. uh, to kind of get like in the mood I was thinking like what if I could do like affirmation songs because there's songs that kind of talk about like deities and things like that in these playlists that I'm listening to I hadn't heard anything like affirmational like just kind of like storytelling songs, you know, things like that. So Mm. I was like, I want to try to write a song of affirmations eventually. But then I did it without realizing I was doing it. Then I found a beat Mm. and just recorded it in my room. I didn't think anything would happen with it because I had like anonymous TikTok where I could talk about my beliefs and stuff. And when I posted it, it just Mm. other people started like making videos to it and it started like really blowing up. I was not expecting it at all. And yeah, it happened also with money mantra, I think. Pretty Girl Magic and Money Mantra both Mm -hmm. hit. That's
1: my favorite one.
2: They were both out like around the same time, maybe like a week or two difference in like the release dates. But both songs hit a million streams each on the same day. They both hit like a big... at the same time.
0: I remember when it came out, actually, that it didn't have as many streams as I thought it would. I I thought it was already like a really popular known song and that I was just discovering it. And then when I went and tried to do some research and figure out what your other music or albums and titles were, I couldn't find very much information. And I was like, wait, people are sleeping on this girl. Like, she is so talented. So thank you for putting your inspiration and affirmations into those songs. Thank Mm. you. (laughs) Yeah, I think that
1: one of my favorite parts of meditations is when they have the background music going along with the guided meditation, because I feel like music just has that power to really shift your state and to enhance the entire experience. I mean, think about like a love song when you're having like a, a slow dance or, you know, just anything like when you're watching a sad movie, there's super sad music in the background. And so I feel like this type of music with these affirmations, it's it's almost like I can't believe someone else hasn't done it yet, you know? Yeah. So I'm so glad that you made that because um, the money mantra one, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sad it hasn't been out longer because I know that this would have helped me years and years ago. Um, So tell us, I guess, which song did you write first?
2: I think I had written Pretty Girl Magic first and then Money Mantra. I wrote them both in the same day, just back to back. I was like, well, I know wow, that I wrote wow. Pretty Girl Magic first because I'd like afterwards, I had found the beat that I wanted with it. And I was like, okay, this is done. Let me try to keep going with this and see if there's more that I could do. And Money Mantra worked exactly the same. Everything was just flowing like so easy. I had written music before under a completely different artist name, which had went viral as well. But then people in my hometown were finding it and being really mean. And I got really self-conscious about my music and I deleted all of it. All the traces of my old music are completely gone. But the old music, I had like an alternative like personality. I had like blue hair. It was like very grunge, I guess, Tumblr grunge era, you know, like 2016. That was like, like Halsey, Arctic Arctic Monkeys. But yeah, it was like a darker Mm. style. But that also went, like, not as viral as what's happening now. But it still happened, like, before. And it was really cool. But I hope I don't get self-conscious. And I don't think I will now, knowing, like, what I can do And the growth that has come from, I guess I was a teenager and I was just scared back then.
1: I mean, it must be helpful for you to see also the impact that it's making on people because people are making so many reels, so many videos. I showed it to my whole team, all my friends and everyone's like, yes, like we're all using this as a way to raise our vibration every day. And so seeing the impact of following your inspiration and seeing how other people are using this in the same way that you intended must be, I mean, must be helping with you feeling less self-conscious, I'm assuming.
2: Yes, of course. I feel like even as like the old artists, people in other like countries and other places, they were all very supportive. But it was only the hometown, so I know that I know that my music's not the problem. I think (laughs) I think it was the people around me. But yes, this like seeing the reels and all like the TikTok videos, it's just I cry all the time because I'm like, how did this happen? Like this is amazing, and I'm so grateful that like all of that, like TikTok really changed my life. Before I had put the songs out on TikTok, I was like trying to sell my clothes online, trying to make extra money. And I was like living by myself, trying to make bills, trying to like provide for like my son, my family. And it was a very hard spot, but then TikTok happened and then it just changed everything. Financial freedom, like immediately.
0: Mm. Yeah. Well, let's actually talk about how it happened, right? Because you said, I don't know how it happened. But I think we do have a little bit of an idea how this happened, right? Because when it comes to manifesting, I think we're really connecting with this higher part of ourselves. We're creating from this state of flow and higher and deeper consciousness. And that's kind of what I hear when you tell me that you just wrote both of these songs in one day and Mm -hmm. that it felt like ease and flow. And I truly believe that whenever we manifest, it's from these states of ease ease and flow. It's not actually through hustling and working hard and trying really hard to write the best song. It really just is the creation that comes so naturally. And so how did you sort of tap into these states or is songwriting, just something that you've always done naturally, or is this something that you've recently honed?
2: Actually, I wasn't a very good songwriter back when I was a teenager. It was very cringy, (laughs) but like it was, I really noticed a difference. Me writing the songs, I think that was the game changer. When I wrote those songs, I noticed my writing. Like I I had, I had practiced writing for years, but I really noticed with those songs that it was on a different level. I took a break. From writing, And I really just tried to live, tried to heal myself. And when I did that, I was able to speak more, speak my truth more. Like I think if you focus on something for too long or try to put so much effort into it and you try to force it, it just it won't align if you're trying to force something to work. I think you have to just trust yourself and like let it flow. Like I actually had never tried rapping Mm. before on these like any songs. My stuff was just very... Like alternative. I had never tried rapping before. I I pressed record on Pretty Girl Magic and Money Mantra. It was so different and so strange to just tap into that, like even just a different genre like that. It was not something that I had tried before.
0: Mm. And did it kind of feel like it wasn't you? Almost like as if you were just the container for it?
1: Like channeling, basically. Yeah.
2: I tell people all the time, I was like, I think spirit came through me on those days and was just doing all like all the work and just using me hundred to to get the messages out. I feel like that happened. And it was messages like I needed to tell myself and I needed like I knew I needed like everyone else to hear. Mm. But it it didn't feel like me because I was like thinking I never wrote songs that good before. Like I never wrote lyrics that just kind of like all connected to each other so
0: easily. It reminds me so much of what actually a lot of rappers say. A lot of rappers say that they didn't come up with the songs. They're like, these are God's words. Like, I'm just I'm just kind of spitting them out. And I actually love that a lot of rappers are very spiritual. Like, they, they really do yeah. see themselves as channels, not in this egoic way, but really just, like you said, as this sort of container for the messages that they need to hear and others need to hear. And I think, Gina, you and I are the same whenever it comes to creating video content. I swear my best video content is it's not thought of from my conscious mind. It more just kind of It comes to me as, like, an—usually, it'll be one sentence or two sentences, and I know that that's something that it wants me to, like, elaborate on. Mm -hmm. And so, very much like you, Moonlight, I'll just turn on the camera, and, uh, like, you turn on the mic to record, and it just comes out. And I don't even know where it comes from.
1: Mm. Yes, but it's interesting. I feel like for a lot of creators, whether you be a writer or you're a musician, um, even for this podcast, it's it's interesting how fear it does get in the way. And you mentioned that that you're you became self conscious, you deleted all your music, and you know this is such a testament to what happens when we go beyond our fear. Because honestly, even this podcast, our listeners know that there are many times that I, my fear got in the way where I was like, we're not doing this. And so, you know, I really resonated with that part of your story. So I'd love to touch on that with you. You know, what was your journey like with fear? How did you overcome it? you know, were you telling yourself affirmations? Was that one of the things that you used to kind of overcome the fear? I would love for you to touch on on that.
2: I feel like that's a journey that I'm still working on like every day. There is so many things that it's hard to when you're living in like 2022 with all of the bad stuff that's just kind of in your face, whether it be in the media, whether it be in in the music that you listen to, it kind of like, there's so much violence and so much hatred, and there's so many people making other people feel self conscious. And there's the beauty standards, and there's mm-hmm. like, it's just in your face all of the time. And sometimes I do get caught up in it. If I see like scary stuff on TikTok about like, we're gonna go to war or, you know, things like that, I get scared. I do get scared. But I think that if you now, like, if you live your life in fear, you are going to miss out on living. Like I remember saying, I spent all of my teenage years being very depressed and very self-conscious and very just in a show, like in my own fear. And now I just truly want to live. And then I go and see something on the news and I'm like, I want to live. I don't want anything bad to happen. But all of the media is like making me feel afraid to like leave this little bubble that I'm in, in like my hometown. But I think like, you mm-hmm. have to face the fear head on. And if you don't, you won't know the outcome. You know what I mean? Like you, you won't see mm. what, it's, what it's like on the other side if you don't face the fear.
0: Mm. Oh, that's such a good point. We talk a lot about fear on this podcast and how it shows up and how the only way to really dissolve fear is to work with it and really move through it. There's no other way but through Right. Mm -hmm. And I think we also find that on the other side of it, we're, we're so much stronger than we think. And so I would like to talk a little bit about how you said you had released your music under a different name at one point. And then you said that people had, you know, been bullying or just, you know, making fun of it. And then you actually removed it. But what that tells me is that because you're obviously still here and you are creating music under a different name, that something inside of you just wanted to come out right? Like you weren't going to stay in that place for that long. And so what really pulled you out of that? Because I know a lot of our listeners and people in general, when they have a dream, it's so easy to talk yourself out of it because you're just kind of nervous about what people are going to think. And it, it, it's yeah. never the world, like you said, right? Because everyone else in the world thinks the music is great. It's like, you're afraid of that small social circle from your home, right? Or maybe it's like the people you hang out with, the people who know you now, right? We're so afraid of them seeing us differently and thinking mm-hmm. that we're weird. And so how did you overcome that? Because you're you're so young.
2: I think when I first was just deleting everything as the old artist name, it was like a safety thing because it was at the point where I was getting like death threats, like just very disgusting messages. But I knew it was all from like people in my hometown. Like lots of people were like, I don't want to say what they were saying because it's very disgusting. And it was
1: Mm -hmm. bad.
2: It was very bad. But like, I remember going like about two years where I was like, I'm not getting into it. I don't want anything bad to happen to me or my family because like I took that very seriously. Like, somebody was threatening me, threatening all -hmm. these things. And I was like, okay, if I just disappear, they can't you know, hurt me. I feel like that was their ultimate goal anyway. So I did that.
0: Mm -hmm, Right.
2: I didn't mean to get back into music. I didn't think I ever would. There was just a day that was like, this is like a song. Oh, wait, I have this anonymous TikTok account. Nobody knows me here. It's like Mm. a fresh start. And then I took the chance. People actually from my town are like finding my music again. But like, if there's anything negative, I know like, block. That that block button is there for a reason. I actually blocked a lot of people. (laughs) Like, actually, around the time that it started blowing up, like, it started going viral. I started blocking a lot of people Mm. that I knew that would just be awful. And, like, there's a lot of people Mm. that do watch your stuff with, like, hateful energy. They watch it just to see what you're doing. They're not watching to support you. But you can't put on a show for them. You put on a show for yourself. You know? Like, you do everything Mm. that makes you happy. And I realized, like, I think it wasn't until after I put the songs out, I was like, I'm doing this for a reason. There is a reason why this happened. There is a reason why I'm still doing this and why I couldn't just stop. Blowing up twice. There's definitely a reason. Not Not many people can say that they've done that. So I think after the just doing it, you know, I think that's when it was just, I made up in my mind that if I just do it, like, it, it'll be fine. I can't just give it up.
1: Mm. I love that story because you talk about how there were things that came up that kind of caused you to say, I'm not going to do it anymore. And it's so interesting how spirit just kept bringing you back. You know, you're like, I'm just going to write this thing. And it just turns out to be these two songs that blow up and, and keep you in this industry that you originally did come into. And Sam and I talk about this a lot, that a lot of times the things that we're meant to do, our purpose, it all boils down to what we enjoyed doing when we were younger, Right. Yes. Just our natural instincts and our natural interests and things that really light us up. And and then it just pours out of you. You don't even need to try. And it sounds like that's kind of what happened with you. So was music a really big part of your childhood? And is that something that kind of always lived in your space?
2: Yes. When I was like seven or eight, that was like the Hannah Montana time. Like when Hannah Montana was like on Disney Channel, I used to <laughs> my mom gave me this like VHS recorder. And like lots of old like VHS it, like blank tapes, and I would set them up in my room, and I would practice like pretend I would be in music videos. I would wear like Hannah Montana wigs and sing and dance and <laughs> pretend to accept like awards and do like interviews. and Oh my um, god! If I can find those videos, I'm I'm super excited to like post them. They're, they were like it was so fun. That was like all that I did like when I was a kid was just play in front of a camera and. Like I think that was low key like manifesting, and I didn't know that that was manifesting. Back yes, hundred
1: percent. I was literally,
0: I was literally about to say you were engaging in what I call mental rehearsal and like future visualization when you said you were like pretending to accept the awards and stuff. Like I was like, oh, like you literally manifested this reality. <laughs>
1: Totally. Well, it's so funny because I told Sam too that I actually used to make radio shows with my brother when I was a kid, and I would interview people. And I was like, "Wait, we have a podcast now. This is so wild." So it's just interesting connecting the dots. You know, now that we're all adults and we're kind of doing what we're doing, it's interesting to look back and think all the times that you tried to stray, but then you would just kept getting brought back in. And I think that's really a hopeful message for everyone because I think there's this concept that you're going to screw up your manifestations, you know, that if mm. you have a bad year or you have a bad month, things are not going your way that all of a sudden you believe that now you've just ruined everything you've lost what you've been trying to attract. But what I always say to Sam is that it never goes away. Whatever you're trying to manifest never goes away. You just go away, right? But then as soon as you return, it's still waiting there for you. And that's been so indicative in your journey because as much as you try to move away, it just kept showing right back up in your life. It sounds like it was a very gentle, loving coming back over and over again. But it was definitely, I mean, you're obviously here for a reason and doing it for a reason.
2: Thank you. I'm very excited for a lot of the new stuff that I've been working on as well. I have so many songs that like are in the editing process that are in the mixing process. And like, I've Mm. been spending a lot of time writing. I'm very excited for new stuff. But But yeah, my childhood, I think definitely did Like I I knew what I wanted back then and it was like practicing. I think you do have to go through certain situations to kind of find growth and be challenged in your life. Go through obstacles to make yourself like stronger. So and then when you get like like you said, when you get Mm -hmm. kind of pulled away and then when you tap back into that energy that you know what you want, it does work out that way. Like you when you tap back into that energy, it's still waiting for you, Mm -hmm. you know?
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, Gina and I talk all the time about how contrast really is just showing you more of what you do want by having you experience what you don't want. So it helps strengthen those things that you're calibrating to. It actually helps you know with more conviction and clarity where you want to go. And so that's so empowering for people who are having a dream or have had a dream as they were a kid and then kind of got you know, off track, so to speak. But then realizing that they're always gonna get pulled back. And I think that one of the things that I would love for you to kind of confirm for us, but I think is so true based on a lot of conversations that I've had, it's that our higher purpose, what we're really meant to do, it's never gonna feel like a should. Mm. It's never gonna feel like you gotta do that. You should write that song. If you don't write that song, then well, you're you know, it didn't it doesn't sound like that like guilty, punishing energy. It it really just feels like. Yeah, I feel like doing that. It mm-hmm. just it feels so gentle, and it feels really childlike, just like when you were a kid. You were like, I just want to dance around in my room and like play these songs. And so even after you had quit music, and you were like, okay, for two years, I'm not even gonna create and music. I'm not gonna pick up, you know, a musical instrument or a microphone. But then at some point, it just kind of felt like. I kind of feel like writing down this song, right? Mm. Exactly. Yeah, it's just so funny how that works because we think it's going to feel like this like big booming message from the universe or something, but it really never sounds like that.
1: I think it's so interesting because had you sat down that day and said I'm going to write two songs that are going to go viral, like it never would have happened. And I think that's really important for all of us to remember because I think so many of us have a dream and we're just trying to forcefully make it happen. And I think that's honestly, I know for Sam and her coaching clients too, everyone comes to say like, how do I make this happen? And it really is all about allowing it to happen and creating the environment for it to happen. And that's exactly what you did without even knowing it. You know, you just were in the room being like, I'm just going to write this song and write down these affirmations. And it just kind of unfolded almost for you. Would you agree with that?
2: I think so. I definitely would say that it was just a moment of, I'm already like manifesting this for myself. And then it just started rhyming. It was just on the spot. And I was like, this is happening. What, what is this? And I was like, okay, let me try to find a beat, found the perfect Mm. beat. And then I found this other artist who also makes high vibrational beats as well through YouTube. She was uploading her beats. Was it Peachka? It was Monita. Have you guys heard of Monita?
0: no, I haven't. Mm-hmm. But I had heard of Peachka.
2: Yes, I love Peachka. I'm working with her on some a lot of stuff right now. Yeah, you collabed. Yes, she's mm-hmm. she's amazing. We have a lot of stuff planned. I did find this artist when I was when I was looking for the beats. Like I looked up 432 hertz, like which is a, the frequency of like love and just mm. all good things. And I found this frequency type beat, and then it was amazing. And that matched like money mantra. Then I did a collaboration with Monita on money mantra. And then we all started connecting. Like, I think when I put out pretty girl magic and money mantra, I started meeting my people. Like I haven't got to meet all of these other artists in person yet, but I Mm. know, like, I know it's going to happen. And like Peachka, I can call her at any time. And we just talk and talk about like anything. Like she's like, I think she's one of my closest friends. And then Maya, she's amazing Mm. as well. Have you, have you guys heard of like her music and stuff? She wrote Butterfly and she Mm -hmm. also worked with Monita. So we are all in this community now of like, we're all friends. We all like write like high vibrational music and we're all like sending love to each other, hyping each other up and just, it's like a small community and a new genre. I think we all started writing this stuff and like around, maybe around the same time and just all found each other like right on time.
1: Mm, It's so funny. We actually just had a podcast episode slightly about this. And I had mentioned about this concept of spiritual Tetris, that when you when you set boundaries and you create, again, the environment of the kind of life that you want to have, and when you're really in that aligned state where you're doing what you love and you're not attached to the outcome of anything, it's just so interesting. And I mean it just goes to show again how spirit works because all of a sudden, like you said, these people just showed up in your life and you made these connections. You didn't have to try for that. So I feel like that's such a good testament to how the universe brings things to you when you follow the path that you're on. Like when you stay on the path that you're meant to be following your joy, following what lights you up and you focus on that, then everything else just kind of falls into place.
2: I think so as well. I remember in the time that I was writing all of these things, I was having a lot of trouble with my friendships and my relationships. A lot of the people around me, I would keep them around me, even though I knew that they weren't like good for me. Cause it's like, I'm in a small town. There's not many options of Mm. good people and
1: slim pickings.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) At the time I was like, like realizing who I had around me, who was in my space. And I made the decision to kind of just cut off a lot of people, like almost everyone except my mom, (laughs) like except my family. And I remember when I did that, that's like I was healing myself. And then when all of those people that weren't meant to be in my life were just gone, that's when I started I started making all of these amazing friends and and connecting to this community and just building like friends and It's just expanding, you know?
0: Yeah, that's so beautiful. It really, just like Gina said, I swear, when we get really clear on who we are, which really includes who we're not. I think that's an easier way because sometimes people ask, who am I? Like, how do I know who I am or how do I find who I am? And I think it really is like a process of elimination. It's like, okay, well, I'm not that. I'm not interested Mm. in that. I don't want to have those conversations. I don't want to associate with those people. And people are really afraid of this radically honest process because a lot of times at the end of it, you just kind of feel confused and alone. You're like, okay, well, what do I do now? I don't like anything and I don't like any of these people, but just like you've shown us that. It really is that once you start radiating from your authentic being, the right people can find you.
1: Yeah. Like if you're asking, let's just say there's a lot of our listeners that are wanting to find more spiritual friends and more people that are kind of on this journey with them. But you have to, again, create that environment. So if you're still saying yes to people that don't match the future version of you, and you're still not honoring those boundaries, and you're still living the life and being in relationships with people that don't match that future version, then you're not going to be able to attract those things. And so I think that it, again, it's been very evident in your journey that as soon as you did become very clear, and you told the universe, I'm going to do my part, right? Which is, setting the boundaries and really honoring me. What is my value? What is my worth? What's important to me? Who do I want to be? And then as soon as you do that, then the universe just responds and matches that frequency. So it really started with your frequency and becoming very clear on yeah who you wanted to be and what kind of life you wanted to live.
2: Yes, exactly. I think when I de- when I made the decision to let go of people that I knew weren't serving my happiness anything like you can kind of tell when people thrive on your energy does that make sense like when they're codependent on yeah you, it's like they pull like they pull a lot from your energy and like when you are with people mm. that leave you feeling drained this is how friendships and relationships I believe should work you fill their cup they fill your cup and then you mm. cheers you know mm. what i'm saying like i love that you give each other like the same energy and if you're not like matching each other's energy it's no point it's just draining and i've had lots of friends where i realized like i had to step back And when I would pull back, they would be very mad. Mm -hmm. They would get very angry. I think that's a very big, very big energy thing. It's like you can separate who is using you for your energy and who actually just you thrive together in both of your energy or, you know, like when you pull Mm. away and take a moment to breathe and think for yourself and focus on yourself, you can really separate who is like truly there for you just out of love and who is there for you out of, They want something from you. Totally. Mm. And on the flip
1: side of that, I think when you, it's really awareness, right? Becoming aware of what is actually happening here. And I think on the flip side of that, it's also becoming aware of why are you in that relationship? Mm -hmm. right? Not just them, you know, what are they doing? Are they here just to be an energy suck? Are they here just to kind of bring me down? But also why am I engaging in this relationship? That was a really big question for me because either it was a codependency thing on my end, right? That I didn't, I wanted to attach that person or I didn't want to leave out of fear that I was going to make them sad or that they wouldn't understand. And so when I was kind of going through my process of really choosing my tribe, I guess you can say. That was one of the questions I really did have to ask is why am I here? Cuz a lot of times that can be quite illuminating too. So, I love that you became so wildly clear and and firm, I guess you can say, on those boundaries and I mean, look, the proof is in the pudding. It obviously led you to this. <laughs> I feel like you need to write a song about friendships. Um mm. and and knowing, you know, when to cut it off and when when it is okay cuz I think friendships are a very complicated relationship that people get bogged down in. And it's not really talked about a lot, so.
2: I did a song with Aquanimous. Do you guys listen to Aquanimous? I had this song ready. It was called New Beginnings. And it was, uh, I put it out, I think we put it out like, a week or a week or two ago, my schedule has been so crazy. I don't. I've lost track of time. But we we put this song out. It kind of did touch on like friendships. It was like the the first lyrics are, "I'm clearing out my space. I'm dropping my fake friends." It, but it doesn't talk about like the why mm. part. It's just kind of like new beginnings. Like that's the the theme of the song is new beginnings. Like pushing out the old, bringing in the new, and focusing on yourself. <sighs> but I do like I do want to write songs about like. The boundaries between friends because I know everyone experiences like bad like romantic relationships but it isn't talked about as much with friends you just yeah. kind of like you know it's not yeah. as talked about but I do have lots of new songs that I'm working on I'm doing like love affirmations people like the audience has been definitely mm. begging for like a soulmate like like uh, energy and I've been thinking about like doing that too I have a song Ooh. ready it's in the mixing process now. I have so many songs. I have like 20 to 30 Ugh. songs oh my gosh. just pretty. I literally Stop cannot them.
0: wait because I was listening to Pretty Girl Magic again yesterday and I was like, I need more than like the five songs that I have of yours. Yes. I, need, <laughs> I need 40 more songs.
2: <laughs> it's a little bit hard to do it because this is like this right here is my studio. I have a microphone and I use just my MacBook. I've been trying to work with like wow. other producers and get like all of these things just ready. It's it's the process of trying to do it by myself and finding the right people to work with. Like I am a Scorpio. I have to be like this it's got to sound perfect to me. So I'm like it's it's very hard mm-hmm. because there's no one in my hometown that I can just sit with and work with it like On the phone or like face to face so it's like passing like this song to this person and then they send it back when they've edited and i'm like ah let's change this little detail and then it goes back and forth like 10 more times i'm super perfectionist when it comes to like the mix so i think that's why it's taken so long but i have so many just written i may just drop like the demos and just be like
0: here's the demos. Like you can have all of the. (laughs) But (laughs) I would love that. But I think the key here, especially to any person's true success is are you enjoying that process, even though it's a long, arduous one?
2: I definitely am. My favorite thing is just I like mixing myself, but I'm not the best at it. I just press buttons and hope for the best. <laughs> um but it's so fun because <laughs> like I get to I get to see like what I like and like if I want to re-record it, what to do differently. It's it's a fun process. It's a long process, but it's very fun. I'm constantly researching how to like mix my own stuff because I think that's what I want to like do in the long run, but I think I'm not educated enough on it just yet to fully do it by myself. I did mix pretty girl magic, money mantra, and mental health completely by myself and main character energy. Wow. Yeah. And those are your biggest ones. So. I think so. <laughs> I think so. But I think after I released them, I would like, I would listen to them in my car, on my phone, and then through headphones. Mm. And then I noticed little differences because I didn't get it just right. And I'm like, I put this out. I can't fix this. And it's, It's okay, though. It's it's fine. I don't I think I hear things more than other people like would pay attention to it to like the little small details,
0: I think. Totally. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. And you lead us into a really important topic, which is to not be the consumer of your own work. right? Because you are truly the, you're the creator, right? You're the channel. And this music is, of course, a beautiful, fun process for you, which is, that's the reward, not what people think about it or what they get from it, but really that you got to enjoy creating it, which I can tell you seem so connected to your musical process, which is so awesome. But, you Mm -hmm. know, what's crazy is that, you know, I've heard the song thousands of times on different forms of audio, and I would never say that I heard something, right? I'm not looking for those things. And the experience that I have with that song versus what Gina has with that song or what anyone else has with that song, it's going to be so different regardless of what sort of tweaks you make, right? And so I think that with any creation, we just have to be authentic to ourselves, but know at the end of the day, like we can't even control the outcome.
1: Mm, But I also love the whole topic about perfectionism because i feel like a lot of people especially creators were so it's so vulnerable to share whether it be writing a book or writing a song or making a piece of content on social and we're waiting for it to be perfect but i love that you actually hear all these imperfections in the music because it just goes to show that perfectionism has nothing to do with alignment and about impact, right? Because the vibration of your music, no one's like, oh, I'm not feeling the vibration of this high vibe song because that one part wasn't mixed properly, you know? So I hope that whoever's listening to this, if you are a creator, that you do just put it out when it feels right, but not when it's perfect. Because the vibration and the impact that is meant to make will will be made regardless, yes. of if it's perfect or not. I think the important thing is just yeah, getting it out to the masses because obviously the world need needed this music very badly, and we need 40 more songs like Sam said. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was a big. Like thing with my song main character energy. I was having it sent to other people to mix and I had also other people listen to it as well. They would say let's work on it a little bit more but I had had a mix on it and it was the mix I did end up releasing. I had mixed main character energy on my Mm -hmm. own and I was like this is this makes me feel comfortable like it wasn't like that it sounded better than the other mixes I was like this is what I feel comfortable with and it sounded more like Mm -hmm. me I guess it sounded like the idea that I had in my head of what I wanted main character energy to sound like the version that I mixed it was like this Mm -hmm. sounds more comfortable but yeah like I remember sending Mm -hmm. it back and forth to like so many people like is this ready do you think this is good enough do you think and then other people would be like, no, we need to change this little thing, that little thing. We can get it mastered by someone else. We can get it mixed by someone else. And I was like, I ended up deciding on my mix. And then I was like, still going back and forth, back and forth. Austin and like, yourself. I was like, I'm putting this mix out. I got to put this mix out. It's like, if I send it to more people, that's more time. It'll be later that people get the song. It'll come out like, like maybe two months away from now when I could just press the button and put it out today and I ended up putting it out. Like mm. I was just was like, it's time. But yeah, like I think mm. it's it's definitely a lot of artists will definitely have those moments where you overthink Everything. Like, it's like, is this good? Is that bad? Is this too loud? Is that too quiet? And I think when you get in, like, and that affected me a lot because I think when Pretty Girl Magic, Money Mantra, all of the other songs blew up, I was thinking in my head, I started to get in my own head of like, I have more people to impress. I can't like mess this up. If I put out a song that doesn't sound good, are people not going to like me? And are they going to bully me like they did with blue uh like my other artist name so I think I got in my own head a lot but then it was like it was like that moment where you just tap back in and you're like you got to do this you just got to do it you got to trust that it's gonna Mm, be fine yeah just letting go of fear you know you let go of it you just do the damn thing and then don't think about it. Like I remember putting the song out, I did not want to look at the numbers or the comments. I was so scared because I was like <laughs> I was overthinking it, but I was like it's out, it's done. Great. It's it's released. There's nothing I can do. It's here. It's it's already out. That. It's fine. You got to <laughs>
0: surrender. Yeah. 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 This is such a beautiful thing that you're talking about here because I think about perfectionism a lot and how it really just leads to inaction. Perfectionism is just fear right? Yes. And um, imperfect action beats perfectionism every time. And this also reminds me of someone I actually coached at the beginning of this year. We were looking to help him manifest more streams for his music. This is so mm. crazy. He actually was like, I-, I check my Spotify streams every day. And I just, I don't know, they just always hover around. I want to say like around a thousand. And he was like, I really want my music to go viral. And I said, that's interesting. Why did you start writing music in the first place? And he was like, what do you mean? And I was like, No, like, what brought you into music? Like, are you obviously passionate about it, right? And he said, "Oh yeah, like I love music. I I love music. It's my favorite thing to do." And I said, "Yeah, but now you've distorted music as a means to promote and bolster your sense of self and your ego. So you're, now yes. you're yeah. not engaging with music for the love of music, but now he's like trying to use music to like feel good about himself. And like one song mm-hmm. had gotten like more streams, so he was trying to chase that high again." And I said, what you're going to do is ignore Spotify streams for a month minimum. And he was like, "Oh,"
1: and I was like, (laughs) yep,
0: you're not going to use that for a validation corner. Like you're just going to create music that you want to create because he kept, I think what he kept doing was trying to create music that he thought would get a lot of streams rather than connecting with his own higher self and like connecting with like, no, this is the music that wants to come through me. Mm
1: -hmm. And so
0: after working with me, he actually went back to his like creative sort of artist headspace and just started creating music that felt good again and like falling in love with music, which I think you really have to be in love with what you do in order to attract effortlessly. Otherwise, you're going to go upstream. And then it's so crazy. Within two weeks of me talking to him, he created some song and then some really famous YouTuber had used it in the background of one of their videos and then obviously linked it. And then the song went viral and he was like, oh my God, I can't believe this happened. He was like, thank you. And I was like, I didn't do anything. All I did was connect you back with your With your higher self really the part of you that creates from pure non-resistance and creativity and love not from this fearful place Mm. yes
2: yes i i used to catch myself looking at the numbers all the time and then it's like every time i put a release out it's like i will look at it like the first day see how it did on the first day and then i won't look at it again for like Month like I just I try yeah. I try my best not to look at the numbers because like there have been times where I was like in that mindset of chasing what the first couple of songs did I think with the glow mm-hmm. song not the remix with Peachka but the original like the glow song I was like like had that song ready for almost a year I think and um, when I had uh, finally put it out it was like okay please blow up I hope this blows up I hope this goes viral. And then it didn't immediately. And I was like, I felt because I think I held on to the song for so long and didn't put it out when I felt was time to put it out. I was like, I don't know, my energy was off. I wasn't as excited to promote the song. Mm. But then Peachka did the remix. Peachka did the remix on it. And she did so amazing. And I was like, it just made everything Mm. just pull together. I think that I didn't do the mix on Glow. And then the beat was like a different beat. But the beat was still amazing. Like it was still pretty good. I, I think as an artist, you get in your head of exactly what you want. And then you and when you don't get the outcome and you just have to have the song ready at a certain time you just kind of get like disappointed because like your vision didn't get fulfilled in the creative way that you wanted it to and you just kind of put it out just to put it out but yeah i've definitely been through those phases where it's like i'm so worried about if this is going to happen if that's going to happen instead of just just doing it for fun because i think doing it for fun creates the most pure space, the pure space to just create, you know, like just doing it for fun and not having expectations and just trusting that everything is going to be good no matter what. But yes, I've definitely been in those spaces and I don't like when I get
0: in those spaces. But I think what you're really illuminating and normalizing is that all creatives go through this. I think it's a constant oscillation between like trying to create something from fear. And it kind of reminds me of the woman who Elizabeth Gilbert, who wrote Eat, Pray, Love, right? you know, she wrote *I Pray, Love about her life and her divorce and her travels. And it came from such an authentic place. Like that just was her life story. And then it was a phenomenon, right? It was like millions of copies and then became this movie, like freaking Julia Roberts is playing her. And then she said in lots of interviews, I've listened to her because I'm very inspired by her, but she said for like years after it was like, she kept thinking like, okay, what book am I going to write next? That's going to like be better than that. Right. Like, right? It was like, oh no. And so then she was trying to create from fear again. And so she had to like, let that go eventually and just accept like, no, I just want to write what feels authentic to me. And like the results are neither here nor there. And same thing with Michael Jackson. He actually became really obsessed. I don't know if anyone knows this, but you know, after the phenomenon of thriller, he was actually really obsessed with creating another hit like that. And Mm. he didn't understand that like thriller was just one of those one in a million sort of phenomena like it's kind of like lightning striking twice and it doesn't mean that your subsequent music is like bad art or you know you're any worse of an artist but in order to continue going on the path of being an artist, you have to really divorce yourself from those outcomes and just fall in love with making art. And so I think the artists that we see who have had really long careers, it's interesting. Obviously, like every single one of their albums isn't a number one hit. Like there's like one album that everyone knows, but then like they'll have like seven other albums and you're like, what happened? <laughs> like, like, I'm thinking of John Mayer. He's such an incredible musician. And I have like two favorite albums in mine, but I know he has like five other ones. So
1: true. Yeah. And
0: I've just never listened to them because they just didn't really go that mainstream dream. But the fact of the matter is he still creates incredible art that's straight from the heart.
1: Mm, Yes. I love
0: that. I think that you're such an incredible example of someone who is really being themselves and creating what feels so authentic to them because I had never really heard any music like it before. And Mm. so that's, I think, why it went viral because it was so uniquely you. Mm -hmm. And if you had tried to create music that was like gonna be popular or you tried to, I don't know, sound like Dua Lipa, it's like someone's already doing that, right? So it's like, you really do have to tune into like what wants to come through me and how can I do that in the most authentic way? And I I think you you did that so well with the music that you've already released.
2: Yes. Thank you so much. I used to definitely look like two other artists to be inspired by like I used to look up to like Halsey and like Billie Eilish and try to create music kind of like them when I made like alternative music and I think you really have to find yourself before like you create your art I think you have to tap into this space where it's like who am I and what do I have to say and what's important to me Mm. and rather than trying to Yeah. Like you said, make like something viral, make something that other people like you have to like it yourself. You have to like what you're doing. You can't just try to create for other people to like it. Because if you do that, I have done that before. Mm. If you do that, you will end up writing songs that you get very tired of very quickly, especially like lots mm. of artists. I've heard stories where lots of artists will write these songs and then they go on tour and they have to perform them over and over and over again like, yeah. on their sets. And they're just like, why did I write this song? It's not what I yeah. want. Like, I think you really have to tap in to know exactly what you want when writing and just trust it and don't force it. Because if you force it, you're going to feel that energy
0: come back later. I've definitely done that before. Yes. Oh, I love this conversation. It actually reminds me. I'm actually really obsessed with Charlie Puth. And he just released his third studio album that I've been jamming out to. And I always like to read the artist interviews and things like that after an album comes out. You know, what's the inspo and all of this? And... By the way, in my in my personal opinion, this album is his best. It's very Charlie. Like, and he actually said in an interview that he had actually released an album I think in 2019. I don't even I don't even remember what songs were on it, but he said that he had released that album under the pressure that he needed to release an album. Mm. And he said that he had a conversation with Elton John, and Elton John said, "You're a great musician, but your album sucked." <laughs> <laughs> and there was a part of him that knew that that was true. It, it wasn't even like, oh, well, if you, Elton John. He actually was like, yeah, you're kind of right, because I, he basically strayed away from being his authentic self, and he committed to, I think, Elton John and himself, that he was not going to release any more music until it was like, it truly felt like him. Mm. And so it's so great. But this album that he released, he actually said was, is is and was his favorite album of all time because it felt the most to me. And I think that really what all of us want in this world, whether you're creating art or, you know, you're pursuing business, whatever, it's like you just want to be yourself. Yeah. I think that's yes. really what we want.
2: I also see that happening, I think, with Rihanna. Like a lot of people are telling her, You gotta put an album out, you got when is when are we getting the album? When are we getting another album? Yeah. And she is taking her time. So I just know I just know when she puts an album out, it's gonna be straight. Like fire, it's gonna be amazing.
0: She is taking like (sighs) taking her time. I know. I actually, she is baking an album because I actually went to her anti world tour in 2016. Me too. And did you actually? Yeah. Oh my god, I loved it. So good. and it was honestly such a low production value. Like, it wasn't even anything crazy. It was just Rihanna being a baddie, and I loved it. But I love that album, and you're so right. Everyone's saying, like, release music, release music. And she's just not in a rush, because why would she do that for us? She's, she has to create for her. And even, like, her whole, like, Savage Fenty line. I actually watched interviews of her. I love watching interviews and just, like, getting to know Me people. Me, too. And then finding out their astrological birth charts. But um, <laughs> she, she actually, in an interview, was talking about how, like, she just like wanted to do that. Like it just felt fun and exciting for her because she was like, I just love feeling good about myself. And so that's why I wanted to create this so that like other people can feel good about themselves. And I just love that she and so many other people that we obviously know, like who are quote unquote famous, they're really just following their highest callings. A lot of them are not doing something to be famous. I think that the most famous ones really are just They're doing what they're meant to be doing. And so I know you're going to get there because you're totally doing what you're meant to be doing.
1: Mm. Thank you so much. I think it's a lot about detaching from, again, the outcome. And I think a lot Mm -hmm. of people make their manifestations or the lack of their manifestation mean something about them. And about, again, like you might be someone that's pursuing music and if it doesn't go viral, if it doesn't do well, then you're like, well, then I'm not a singer. Like I actually remember Sam, I remember with running, (laughs) it was really funny. She would run all the time and she'd be like, but I'm not a runner. And I'm like, but you run all the time. Like what would constitute <laughs> is you being a runner? Like if you win a marathon and I think a lot of people do that with their dreams. Like, oh, I'm not a singer. Yeah. Like I just write music in my room. It's like, well, that that is being a singer though, right? And then it's yes. like, we, we, we punish ourselves if it's not hitting the certain marker. And so I love this conversation because I think that for all of us, especially in this community, we are all just trying to find out who the hell we are. And every exactly. day really honoring who that is and, 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 and living from that space and ultimately creating from that space. So I love that
0: for you and, and for us.
2: Thank you. I'm so excited.
0: Yes. But I wanted to quickly ask you about, obviously, music has such an incredible power to shift our vibration and, you know, change our mindset. You know, was that sort of your intention behind creating this music? Like, did you want to help people kind of reprogram their subconscious? Because, you know, I truly believe that we are able to manifest what we believe in, right? into to the level that we love and accept ourselves. So was that your intention behind the music? I think so. Like when
2: I was getting ready to put everything out, like I just posted like a snippet on TikTok and then it happened. And I think like I've actually been researching subliminals, like subliminal music where... Like, you don't actually hear the affirmations under the music and, like, it's just very calming music Mm. or, like, you know, like, subliminals on YouTube and stuff. I've been researching that. I haven't learned how to do that yet, but I do plan to do that in future music. Even if I write regular songs that aren't, like, heavy affirmational lyrics, like, it could just be, like, just regular storytelling music. And I was still thinking of, like, whether I write a song about, like, a breakup or something in the form of, like, shadow work. Telling my story, but if Somebody could be going through the same thing I've been through, like breakup or something in the past that I'm trying to heal. I'm still thinking about incorporating subliminals underneath the music as well, still in in future Ooh. music. I thought about like writing affirmational lyrics before like it happened, but it didn't happen in the way that I'd planning it out and writing it. It just happened. And I went together with something Mm. I had thought of before and it is just all like a puzzle piece that I didn't realize was happening all at one time. But yeah, from Mm. here on out, I do plan to try to raise the vibration, raise like frequencies and just allow people to feel their best self, tap into that energy where they feel like a confident bad bitch. Yes, yes. I do want to write a shadow work album though. I do want to write and tell my story (sighs) because I said in a previous interview there's like moonlight and then there's Scorpio Scorpio's like a darker you know mm. darker
0: the dark side of the moon
2: yes <laughs> 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 I've actually been writing some darker songs as well I wrote <laughs> I wrote a song about my ex-boyfriend and I showed it to him and it made him cry. And I was like, why are you crying? Like, you you cheated on me. So why are you crying? So I plan on putting it out. But if like it's since it's such like it's darker lyrics, I do plan to put subliminals underneath it for whoever may have been like whoever may be experiencing Mm -hmm. the same thing. They just they can heal from those subliminals under the messages underneath the music, which I'm super excited for. Very cool. I'm very, I have realized I'm very good at writing in a storytelling sense. Like I'm very good at writing darker music as well, incorporating. I do want to incorporate some of my old music as well and bring it back, but I won't be doing it just mm. all like just such a drastic change like all the time. I'm thinking of showing both sides because in being spiritual, a lot of people are like very confused. I think in the spiritual community that you have to be happy all of the time and you have to just be positive all of the time, but you can't do that. That's like living like a robot. You can't physically just be happy all the time. If you hold like emotions, like if something happens and it makes you sad and you're like, no, I got to be happy. That situation will be in your head all the time and you won't be able to heal through it. Like if it's time to cry, spend your time crying and get it out of your system. That's creating like a block in you when you don't release those emotions and learn how to work through them and heal them so i do think i will be writing darker albums to help because there's like manifestation and attracting things you want but there's also healing yourself from your past your childhood possibly like anything you know i won't be just selling this you have to be happy all the time type of thing because that's unrealistic and it's mm. very damaging.
0: Very, It can be very damaging. I'm so glad you just went off on that tangent in a positive <laughs> way because I was going to say when you were talking about that you were going to release darker music, I was going to say, well, you're clearly a very spiritual person because although you have promoted a lot of really uplifting music, that's not that's only one side of the equation, right? Yeah. In order to experience a lot of that love and abundance, we have to get underneath and figure out what's blocking me from that right? Mm-hmm. And so in order to experience really the highest levels of, of unity that I've ever experienced, I've had to go down and experience those forms of separation within myself and go into the dark nights of the soul. And like you said, explore the dark side of the moon, the Scorpio side, the underbelly of everything, right? And so I'm excited for that. I'm excited for the dark music. And Gina and I talked about in a recent episode about how when I do feel down, I actually use that as an opportunity to listen to dark music because it helps me sort of process that. Like I can't just turn on LMFAO and, you yeah. know, just, I could, right? But I don't I'd be ignoring kind of how I feel. And so, in order to kind of process that, like I I I need vibey dark music to get me through yeah. that time. So, I can't wait to hear what you are creating and in the process of releasing. That'll be so so juicy.
2: For sure. I feel like it needs to be like out there, you can't just pin up like a bunch of emotions and hold them in and just pretend like this will go away if I'm happy, if I keep positive, if I stay positive. Like if bad things are happening, I'm going to cry. I'm going to not leave my house for days. I'm going to eat ice cream and watch American (laughs) Horror Story or The Walking Dead, binge watch my favorite TV shows.
0: I'm not going to.
2: You would watch that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love I love American Horror Story. It's my favorite. Scorpio. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I think people like in the spiritual community, there's a lot of like misinformation that can be dangerous and it can mess with you. It's all about healing who you are and who like your past and things that you've been through. And you can't do that if you try to forget about it and just run away from it and pretend things are happy mm. all the time. If you pretend things are good all of the time, you will have a very hard like crash
0: Mm. Yes. It'll just all come back, right? If you don't deal with it.
2: Yeah. I've experienced that myself. Well, like, we all have. Yeah. I think like trying to force happiness and force yeah. positivity, like it's good to keep yourself in that mindset. But when things are wrong, don't just push it to the side, you know?
1: Mm. I love what mm. you're normalizing here, though, because I think there is a misconception around manifestation that you do have to be high vibe all the time. And that's something that we touch on a lot in this podcast. Is that life is really all of it, and it's really learning how do we embrace the bad, quote unquote, as good. You know, it really is just a signal for us to choose what we do prefer. And I just love that you are normalizing that through your music as well. That you need both. You really do need both. And I think a lot of people run away from those negative emotions or that contrast instead of just yeah allowing it to be and seeing it also as a way of, of love ultimately, right? But that actually brings me to I guess our final question we ask all of our guests just on this topic of I guess normalizing things you know our podcast is called spiraling higher so we always ask our guests what is a common theme or type of contrast or emotions that you have had to spiral through in your spiritual journey what's like a common theme that kind of keeps cycling back as you progress in your journey
2: I think if you fail to learn a lesson, you are going to have to face that lesson over and over again until you like it clicks, you know, until you realize this is a lesson mm. like cycles and relationships. And like if you're in a cycle, you stay in that cycle. And it's kind of like if you stay in a place And you want to fix the situation, but you know that you can't. You still stay in this, try to fix it. You just waste your time. Like you can't change people, but you can change yourself. Like you can Mm. put in the effort into yourself. You put your energy into yourself instead of trying to change the Mm. situation and try to change people's mind. You should change your mind. I do think lessons and cycles they continue to come back, and they continue until you you learn how to break through it. Until you learn how to break the cycle and you know, move on to the next chapter, the next
0: level. Which theme in your life has been the thing that you've had to consistently go through that challenge with?
2: I think especially relationships. I think especially relationships. If I, Mm. like, I'm the type of person, like, I don't give up on people. Like, I want to see them thrive. And I get hurt in the process of doing that. And I think for me, it's learning how to give as best as I can but also not let people walk all over me in the process. Like, try to not let people t- mm. mistake, like, my kindness for weakness. Because mm. I think I think that's that's a big thing I've learned in my spiritual journey. I used to be, like, when I was, like, a teenager, I used to not, like, take anybody's bullshit. But then when I got into healing, I used to just... At first, I would sit back and be quiet to try to keep my peace as best as possible. And then then people would definitely mm-hmm. walk all over me if I would just kind of not react to everything, if I would just like be silent. Now, I think it's the biggest thing I've learned is to keep your peace at all costs, but don't take anybody's bullshit, mm-hmm. I think. Like, you can be peaceful, but you can also keep your boundaries And you can also stand up for yourself. I used to think like not saying anything at all will lead to fixing the problem and just letting people have their own perception of you. And that would fix all of the problems. But you have to. I think it's communication as well. That was
0: perfect. Thank you so much for sharing the thing that you've really had to cycle through, which is really relationships and boundaries. I mean, it's a huge one as someone who is socialized as a woman, right? We Mm -hmm. all have to learn as women how to have strong boundaries, not just with other people, but also within ourselves too. You know, what are we allowing ourselves to say to ourselves, right? How are we beating ourselves up? And that kind of gets manifested in the outer relationships as well, but that's a big one. So thank you Mm -hmm. so much for sharing it. Let us know when can we expect new music. Yeah, no and where's rush, the best though. place? Yeah, and where's the best place? I guess Spotify. <laughs> Spotify, Apple
2: Music, I think YouTube as well. I'm trying to catch up on posting lyric videos as well because I know lots of people when they hear the music, they want to say the lyrics as well because they are affirmation. So I'm trying to get More lyrical music videos out on YouTube. Um, But definitely Spotify, Apple Music, Mm. iTunes. And there's like, I think it's almost on every store, almost TikTok, Instagram. Amazing. (laughs) I love reels too. So if anybody wants to make reels and TikTok videos, I love to see it. It makes my day so much better to see all of everyone just everywhere around the world just, you know, making content to my music. I love that.
1: I love it. More art. (laughs) More art.
2: I do think new music. I have so many songs ready. I may just press the button. It could be immediate. It could be... (laughs) In the next, like, I would say the longest wait would be about four months. Longest wait. But I doubt that. I'm very impulsive okay. sometimes. I'm usually, when I'm ready to press the button, it's just make like. Make it a
0: Christmas gift for us.
2: <laughs> yes. I may make it. Um, My birthday is coming up and it's already October. I've lost track of time. But my birthday is coming up in a few weeks. I may do like a birthday song and put it out. And my plan was to put out music, like one song a month. Hopefully, I will get into doing that very soon. Or I could wait for an EP or an album. I think if I did like an EP or an album, that would be four months, like probably four or five months. But I probably will stick to singles and have
0: one a month. We'll take whatever we can get. We'll take, yeah, I'll take take anything. Thank you so much for coming on and for sharing a little bit about your process and your love for music and really for shining a light on how creating from your highest self is really the best way to manifest anything, right? And you Mm. do it from this lovingly detached place. You're just in love with the process. And then the results are the results, right? But when you create from a place of fear and trying to be liked and, you know, trying to appeal to the masses, that's when you lose yourself and creation just becomes not fun anymore. Because yeah, I think mm-hmm. creation is really just the vehicle to being more of ourself. Yeah, mm. exactly. So thank you for Thank teaching you. Us that.
2: Thank you guys so much for having me. This was so much fun. I can't wait for you guys to hear the new You're stuff. You're
0: welcome. Thank you so much. Yes. Cannot wait. We will be waiting on pins and needles. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thanks, Moonlight. Thank Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this honest conversation. We hope it brought you peace, clarity, and a little bit further along your spiritual journey. If you loved this episode,
1: it would mean the world to us if you left us a five-star rating and review so we can bring you more conscious conversations, spiritual topics, and guests. Here's to spiraling higher.